Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. We're glad you've joined us today. Get ready for some kingdom conversation. Now here's your host, Lakeisha M. Johnson. Thank you. Hey, Nisi. Hey, Selena. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. So, my God, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, Lord. My God, please live in me. Good morning. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Hey, Miss Dark and Sassy. Manhattan, I need to see you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. My God. (laughs) You can move that over. 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 We'll make a room. My God, my attitude. My attitude. Whatever it is. Not like you. My God. Move that over. You can move that over. Jonathan McReynolds. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah. You can move that over. If it takes your space. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you. Not today. We'll take it my God, thank you, 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 thank you. My God, thank you. Good morning, Siobhan. Your journal from Pillow Talk just came back to me, so I need to get it to you. It says I have the wrong address. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. So inbox me your address. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You can move that over. You can move that over. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. You will make Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. For what I want, I choose my priorities. And Jesus, you're my number one. My God, my God, my God, my God. Thank you, 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 thank you. So we will make room for you this morning. Good morning. Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. I am Lakeisha M. Johnson, a.k.a. L. 
MJ, and I am so happy to be here with you. And that is Jonathan McReynolds. And I promise you, I love that song. It always centers me and pushes me back into a place to remind me, my God, because this flesh will try to do 30,000 other things. My mind will try to do 30,000 other things. This is to remind me, no, Jesus has to be my priority. And it's not out of grief. It's not out of burden. It's not out of obligation. It's out of understanding who my father is and understanding the love of my father and understanding how important my relationship with Jesus Christ is because everything that I, I don't, I told somebody the other day, People are like, oh my gosh, you're so strong, or oh, how are you doing this? And I will consent and I will tell you this for the rest of my life. It is not me. It is because I rely and trust on the Holy Spirit. Like, that's it. Like, when people are like, what's the secret? What? No, it's because I rely and trust on the Holy Spirit. I don't, that, that, if you want to know what my secret is, my secret is the Holy Spirit. That's my secret. My secret is the Holy Spirit. John 14 and 26, Jesus told me, he said, I got to go. And then the one that, that comes after me is going to remind you of everything I say. Every, absolutely everything I say. I am not strong in my own strength. Um, I am not accomplishing the things that I am accomplishing in my own strength. I can't take no credit for nothing that goes on in my life right now. No credit. No credit. No, no, none. No, I have no credit. I cannot. I cannot. I can't pump. I can't pump. I have degrees. I've done things. I've got years of experiences. I've ran organizations. None of that means absolutely anything. I, none of it means absolutely anything. So if you want to know where I find my strength and how I overcome, it's in Jesus. It's, it's in it's in, it's in Jesus, period, like nowhere else. You want to find out what the sauce is? It's the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the sauce, period. I dare not take credit for who and what God is in my life. I dare not take credit for Coffee and Conversations. I dare not take credit for LMJ Ministries. I dare not take credit for even how I raise my sons, right? People always like, oh my gosh, these kids. Nope, it's the Holy Spirit. It's not Lakeisha. It's not Lakeisha. It is not Lakeisha. It is the Holy Spirit. And when I accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, I the Holy Spirit came in, and then I asked to be filled with the Holy Spirit because I needed Him to be involved in absolutely everything. So if you want to know the secret to the sauce, <laughs> if you want to know the secret to the sauce, if you want to know how how the juice works, if you want to see your marriage work, if you want to see your business work, if you want to see you want to see things happen for you, the secret to the sauce is the Holy Spirit. That's the secret. At period. It's not all this other stuff. It's the Holy Spirit. It's living a yielded life to the Holy Spirit. It's making a decision. It's not that I don't have stress. It's not that I don't get overwhelmed. It's not that stuff don't happen. It's not that you won't find me crying. None of that. It's just the Holy Spirit. When I made a decision to make a room for the Holy Spirit, it just began to transform my life. 
right? Because Jesus said that he said, I gotta go. So then the Holy Spirit can come as the reminder. Can we, can we say that this morning that the Holy Spirit comes as my reminder? Thank you, Lord. That that's what the Holy Spirit's assignment is. That's why I think the enemy has made the Holy Spirit so spooky. And no one really taught us about a life yielded to the Holy Spirit. And we spend so much time grieving the Holy Spirit when the Holy Spirit is the one that came to be the helper, that came to be the teacher, that came to be the coach, that came to be the mentor. And so if I'm absent of something, if something is missing, if something not clicking, then it's probably because I'm missing or grieving the Holy Spirit. My God. And we, we, we good with God. We good with Jesus. And I taught this. We have a special group coffee and conversations, daily devotional, where we just kind of encouraging each other as, um, and as entrepreneurs and finding our purpose in life. And last Friday, we talked about the fact that when you are absent of the Holy spirit, you are only two thirds full. If you got God, you got Jesus. That's great. But if you have not made room for the Holy Spirit to be active in your life, you're only running on two thirds. If you have not made um, room for the Holy Spirit to be active in your marriage, you are only running on two thirds. If you are not make, if you are not making active for the Holy Spirit to be involved in your purpose, you are only running in on two thirds. You need God, the father, the son, and you gotta have the Holy Spirit. That's when we receive the fullness of God. That's when we walk in the fullness of the Holy. My God. Well, I work. I don't care where you work. I don't care what you do. It is a, it is, I'm going to bring, I'm going to read something to back this up in just a second. It is a life by the, by the spirit that is going to produce your godly success. It is a life by the spirit that's going to give you the favor at work. It is a life by the spirit that's going to produce a godly, holy marriage. That's going to last you a lifetime, baby. That's going to last, last you. You need the Holy Spirit all up in your mind. It's the life by the spirit. That's going to excel you in every area. That's the clutch. That's the kicker. That's the sauce. That's the, that's the sauce. That's what we keep neglecting and missing. It's not just church. It's not just, oh, I did these activities. It's not by works. It's not this point system. It's a submitted and yielded life that I yield myself and I give way to the Holy Spirit. And it's not weird either because when it becomes weird, it's probably still my flesh. It's not weird. It's not it's not weird when it gets too weird, when it gets too strange, when it gets too different, it's probably my flesh. And so if I want to see something actively changing and different in my life, it's a yielding and a way. Holy Spirit, have your way, have your way, have your way. Not today in the name of Jesus. Let me plead the blood of Jesus over this broadcast because my connection keeps trying to do something. Father God, I plead the blood of Jesus over this broadcast, over the airways. I cancel every assignment of the enemy. No weapon formed against us shall prosper. I thank you, Father God, that your word will go forth. My God, and it'll be smooth. <laughs> My God, it'll go down smooth, Lord God. We receive the fullness of who you called us to be in Christ Jesus. My God. So that's the sauce. Like that's the juice, right? And if we want to see God's perfect will in our life, it's by yielding ourselves to the Holy Spirit. Spirit. It's by understanding more what it means to live a life by the spirit. It's about praying God's will. So when we, I told you guys, I've been studying this thing that kingdom come that will be done. 
right on earth as it is in heaven. If we are going to see God's um, hand in our lives, and I don't know about you, I don't want to live in my permissive will. I want to live in the perfect will of God. I don't want to guess my life. I don't want to be guessing life. I don't want to be guessing relationships. I don't want to be in a situation where I think man has more control over me than God has control over this situation. I don't want to live like that. When I know God is sovereign, when I know God is omnipotent, when I know God is omniscient, when I know that there is a plan that God has for me, I do not want to live less than the plan. I don't want to miss stuff because I don't want to yield and submit to the Holy Spirit. because I don't want to invite the Holy Spirit in because I want to rush things. I don't want to miss things because I'm tired of waiting on God. And so I move prematurely when the Holy Spirit is trying to do a greater work in me. I don't want to miss God because I want give him permission to really to take over my life, right? Because the flesh wants to only gratify the flesh. I don't care. I, I'm telling you this, the flesh only the flesh longs to satisfy the flesh. The flesh longs to satisfy the flesh. And so the flesh is going to have you doing fleshly things. (laughs) The flesh is going to have you doing fleshly things. And because most of us have operated in our flesh for so long, like for so, so, so long, that has been our thing. That is what what, what we've been taught. We've been operating according to culture. We've been operating according to religion. We've been operating to, we've been second guessing and operating according to what we feel is best. We've been operating according to our degrees. We've been operating according to all these things. And we need the Holy Spirit. We need the Holy Spirit and we need to wait on him and we need the patience of waiting on him. And we need to understand what it's like to live life by the spirit. Time is not like we, the the enemy will make you think that time is throwing your purpose out that yes, traditions, the enemy will make you think time is time is throwing your, uh, the vision out. The enemy will make you think time is throwing the marriage out. The enemy will make you think time is throwing the business night. And there is a way to God. That's right. There's a way to God. The right, the narrow path looks very differently. Remember? So if everybody's doing it and it's producing a result by everybody, then God probably ain't there. But if you find the narrow path and this is the way, then God is probably there. That's where God is. And so the resolve and the result that we're looking for and that we're longing for is in the Holy Spirit. Let me give you this. This is Romans eight and we're going to start eight and we're going to start, start at the first verse. It says, therefore there is now no condemnation, no guilty verdict, no punishment for those who are in Christ Jesus, who believe in him as a, and I'm reading out the amplified, right? Um, um, no guilty verdict, no punishment for those who are in Christ Jesus, who believe in him as personal Lord and savior. That's what John three and 18 told us for the law of the spirit. Somebody say the law of the spirit for the law of the spirit is life. (laughs) The law of the spirit is life. The law of the spirit is life. My life lived by the spirit is going to produce more life. Why? My God. When I was, I was listening to something this morning and I was like, why do we keep connect disconnecting from spiritual life is not church. 
Church is where we go. Uh, Bible study is where we go. This devotional is where we go to, to be built up in the things of what we The law of the spirit is life. L-I-F-E, life, life. And it's going to bring light to you. The law of the spirit is life. That's what it is. It's going to produce life. Well, anytime I don't live according to the life of the spirit is death, right? So Christ Jesus, the law of our new being has set you free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do, that is overcome sin, that's not what the law. So when we get into acts, when we get into legalism, when we get into doing, it, it doing, it's not, it's receiving, it's operating, it's understanding who I am spiritually, right? It's understanding what the word does spiritually so that the righteous and just, this is what it says. It says for what the law could not do, that is overcome sin and remove its penalty, its power, being weakened by the flesh. Man's nature without the Holy Spirit. My nature without the Holy Spirit is weak. So every problem, every circumstance, and every situation needs more of the Holy Spirit. My God, we've got to learn to live a yielded life by the Holy Spirit because the, the Paul is telling us, the life by the spirit is what's getting ready to produce more life. It's not our flesh. And because we have not spent enough time renewing our mind in the word. And because we don't spend enough time understanding what the word says to us, even about our relationships. Yes. Without the Holy spirit, you're weak. That's a good way to say it without the Holy spirit. I'm weak without the Holy spirit. I'm going to find myself walking in the same circles, being back at the same place, doing absolutely the same thing over and over again, which is completely insane. My God, it's completely insane. It's crazy. When the roadmap for success is right before you, there's so the road, the roadmap to the roadmap to it's right before you in the same circles, in the same patterns. Can I tell you something? Ending up in the same relationships, then dated the same kind of person three times just looks different. That's a whole nother thing. So for the law of the spirit, which is life in Christ Jesus, the law of our new being has set you free from the law of sin and death for what the law could not do. That is overcome sin and remove its penalty, its power being weakened by the flesh, man's nature without the Holy Spirit. God did. He sent his own son in his likeness of sinful man as an offering for sin. Jesus dying on the cross was not just about getting me in heaven. <laughs> that was not just it. It was so that I could go from glory to glory. It was so that his kingdom, come on, Holy Spirit, can come here on the earth. Right? I don't know why I've been so strong on marriage this week. Like the Lord has had me interceding for marriage. The Lord has had me praying and believing. The, thy kingdom come, thy will be done in your marriage. And how thy kingdom come and thy will be done is done in your marriage is because the Holy Spirit is in your marriage because God is the evident and the center of your marriage, right? And so when I bring so, hold the Holy Spirit in my marriage, when I bring the Lord in my marriage, then I bring life to my marriage. I ain't trying all these, I ain't trying all these different tactics, tricks, and all this other stuff. I'm not doing all that. No, I'm bringing the Holy Spirit in my marriage so that my marriage can become healed. My marriage can be whole. My marriage can be sanctified. My marriage can be set apart. My marriage 
God's will is be done in my ear. When we pray the will of our father into a situation, what we're saying is let the kingdom of God come in the situation. So when we pray the kingdom of God, and most of us don't respond to marriage this way, we respond out of our flesh. And every time we respond to marriage out of our flesh, we bring death to it. All right. So, and he condemned sin in the flesh, subdued it and overcame it in the person of his own son. Right? So weakened by the flesh, man's nature. God did. He sent and he condemned so that the righteous and just say that I am righteous and I am just, I am righteous and I am just. When I'm reading this word to you, this is you. This is you. This is the Lord talking to you. This is the Lord speaking to you. This is the Holy Spirit quickening. When we read the word and we get the word down in us, then the Holy Spirit can stir something in us, something in us. Nope. Greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. Then the Holy Spirit can stir something in us. So when he starts talking about the righteous and the just, we don't read this like he's talking about somebody over there or he was talking to somebody back in the Bible day. No, we read this. I am the righteous. This is me. He's talking about he, this is me. He's bringing to light. This is me. He's talking to. I'm the righteous and the just. I accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and savior. I'm the righteous and the just. I'm every time he talks about the righteous in the Bible, you're the righteous. You're the righteous. I'm the righteous. I'm the just. That's who I am. That's who I am. This is talking to me. This is talking about me. So we can't read the word from the position like he's talking to somebody else. Every time you read the word, you got to recognize he's talking to you. He's speaking to you. He's telling you. Remember, he said, after I come, the Holy Spirit is going to come. Right. So the Holy Spirit came. They all scripture. Timothy says all scripture is breathed by God. So the Holy Spirit came so that we could learn more about who we are and how to live righteously and how God's kingdom, my God, should be present in every area of our lives. We should not come on now. Jesus said the kingdom of God is at hand, the, the, his kingdom. So how do I bring God's kingdom into my life? How do I bring God's kingdom into my marriage? How do I bring God's kingdom into my parenting? How do I bring God's kingdom into my life? See, most of us didn't understand his, with his kingdom comes favor. With his kingdom becomes, comes positioning. With his kingdom becomes prosperity. With his kingdom comes health. With his kingdom, there's so much that comes with his kingdom. So when his kingdom comes into the situation, his kingdom is involved into the situation. Baby, there's a transformation that's going to come. There's a situation that's going to get better. (laughs) My God, there's a wisdom and a knowledge. See, James said you need the wisdom from up above. There's a wisdom and a knowledge that's going to come to you when his kingdom is there. My God, Father God, please forgive me for operating outside of kingdom. So when I bring the Holy Spirit or when I'm led by the Spirit, I'm bringing the kingdom to the situation, which is just God. The kingdom is just God. I'm bringing God's perfect will into every circumstance and to every situation. Because every time I bring his will into the situation, every time I bring his spirit into the situation, guess what's going to happen? Baby, it ain't going to die. It's going to produce life. So if I'm managing my marriage, my God, in my flesh, I'm bringing death to it. But if I manage my marriage in the life of Jesus Christ, I'm going to bring life to it. And I don't care if it looks like it cannot be. Baby, it will be resuscitated. 
My God, it will be resuscitated. My God, the Holy Spirit on, the, on any circumstance and on any situation can breathe resuscitation to it. My God, pump, pump, breathe. Pump, pump, breathe. Pump, that's what the word does. Pump, 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 pump. When the Holy Spirit breathes on it, it changes the circumstance. It changes the situation. That, that's, that's just the word. Okay, I'm sorry. I got excited about that. So it says, so it says, so that the righteous and the requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who do not live our lives the way of the flesh. My God, he is trying to fulfill something in us. He is trying to fulfill something in us. You got to understand God is trying to fulfill something in you. He's trying to fulfill something through your purpose. Your purpose isn't just about you. He's trying to fulfill something through your marriage. He's trying to fulfill something through your children. He's trying to fulfill. So this is why the spirit is necessary. This is what he says. He says, so that the righteous and just requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who do not live our lives in the way of the flesh, who are not guided by the worldliness and our sinful nature but live our lives in the way of the spirit, his guided power. The spirit was sent so that we could fulfill our purpose here on earth. Fulfill. So we can fulfill our purpose in our marriages, right? We talked about this in ladies Bible study last night. We don't get married because it feels good. We get married because there's an assignment. Okay. My God. So it says for those who are living according to the flesh, set their minds on the flesh uh, on the things of the flesh, which gratify the body, which gratify the body. When my mind is set on the flesh, I'm only trying to gratify my body. I'm only trying to gratify my feelings. See, that's why, that's why we got to have the whole, give the Holy Spirit permission to have its way in our life, to have its way in our relationship, to have its way in our purposes. Because when the Holy Spirit leaves this thing, then I'm not going to try to gratify my body. When my body and my mind make decisions for me, it's going to get messed up. It's going to get going to get messed up. Think about every wrong, wrong relationship that you've ever been in friendship, dating or whatever. When I do it by my body, when I do it by my body, when I'm trying to do it by my emotions, when I'm trying to do it by what I feel, when I'm trying to do it by um, alleviating stress, whatever I do to alleviate stress, when I try to do it by my body, it's only going to produce death. And so it says, for those who are living according to the flesh, set their mind on things above of the flesh, which gratify the body. But those who live according to the spirit, set their minds on the things of the Holy Spirit, his will and his purpose. Now the mind of the flesh, my God, my, now the mind of the flesh is death, both now and forever, because it pursues sin. Think about every conflict that you've ever been in. Think about every fight you've ever had. Your flesh rose up. Think about every situation that you let your flesh ever lead. Every decision that you've ever made by your flesh, it was not producing. Think about every time you were in a fight. Say you married and y'all in a fight. If you fought not in the spirit, if you didn't fight with the word of God, if you didn't get on your knees, if you didn't get on your face, what happened in the circumstance and the situation and the situation first situation it ended the flesh is always going to produce a worse situation and you might feel like you need to defend yourself you might feel like you need to fight this fight this way it's not it's always going to end in a worse situation my god so now the mind of the flesh is death both now and forever do you want 
he's clear here. The mind of the flesh is death, both now and forever. He didn't say partially. He didn't say later. He said the mind of the flesh is death now, here and forever. Anytime my mind leads a situation, anytime my flesh leads a situation, it is always gone in, in death. It says, so because the purpose, because it's pers it pursues sin. So when I let my mind lead, when I let my flesh lead, it's pursuing automatically is looking for sin automatically is looking for conflict automatically is looking for is, is looking for a fleshly carnal way to handle this my god it says it says well but the mind of the spirit is life and peace and the spiritual well-being that comes from walking with god but now and forever Anytime my spirit is put in the spirit the holy spirit is placed in a situation it's going to produce peace and the enemy don't want us to produce peace. That's why he likes for us to handle things according to our flesh. It says the mind of the flesh, which is sinful pursuit, is actively hostile to God. This is actively hostile to God. Not a little hostile. Actively hostile to God. It does not submit itself to God's law because it cannot. When I do things in my flesh, it will not submit to God. It was not designed to sit, submit to God. The only thing that was designed to submit to God is my spirit. <laughs> Here's the next part. It says, and those who are in the flesh living a life that caters to sinful appetites and impulses cannot please God. However, you are not living in the flesh controlled by the sinful nature, but in the spirit. If in fact the spirit of God lives in you directing and guiding you. But if anyone does not have the spirit of Christ, he does not belong to him and he's not a child of God. <laughs> he is not a child of God. So I want to give you a couple of more scriptures about life by the spirit. We are trying to figure out how do I bring God's kingdom? How do I live in this thing? How do, how do my relationships look more smoother? How do I focus? The Holy Spirit is an active incarnation of our savior, Jesus Christ, Luke one and 35. And the angel answered, the Holy spirit will come upon you and the power of the most high will overshadow you. Therefore the child to be born with called the Holy, the son of God. That's what he told Mary, the Holy spirit. Jesus offered himself as a sacrifice. Hebrews nine and 14. How much more with the blood of Christ who through the eternal spirit offered himself without blemish to God, purify our conscience, Jesus Christ, the spirit, purifies your conscience. The spirit purifies your wrong thinking. That's what the spirit does. The spirit is in order for the new birth, right? John three, three and eight, Jesus answered him. Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. My God, Nicodemus said to him, how can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time? And this is when Jesus said, truly, truly, I say to you, you need to understand who I am, right? John 14 and 17, even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him for he dwells within you and you will be within him. We are sealed. Ephesians 1 and 13 in him. You also, when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation and believed in him were sealed with the promise of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit sanctifies you. It sets you apart. Romans 15 and 16 to be a minister of Christ Jesus to the Gentiles in the priestly service of the gospel of God so that he offers of the Gentiles may be acceptable and sanctified for the Holy Spirit. Jesus came to give us life and have more abundant or a full life period. John 10 and 10. 
I don't know why we, Jesus, listen, Jesus came so that we could have a life and have it more abundantly. It is not according to the flesh. This is a life that is lived by the spirit. The Holy Spirit living in us is how Jesus fulfills that promise. The Holy Spirit living in your marriage, the Holy Spirit living on your purpose, the Holy Spirit living in your job, the Holy Spirit living in you is how you live the more abundant, prosperous life. It's not external, it's internal. So when we say that kingdom come, that will be done on earth as it is in heaven, it is activating the Holy Spirit to become live and active in us. The Holy Spirit came so that we can have more life. That is how his will is fulfilled in this earth, right? So when we grieve the Holy Spirit, remember the scripture tells us, do not grieve. Ephesians 44 and 30 says, do not grieve the Holy Spirit. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit. When we grieve the Holy Spirit, let me, Ephesians 4, 29 and 32. Don't use foul or abusive language. Let everything you say, who, for those of y'all who keep saying cussing ain't in the Bible, uh, let everything you say be good and helpful so that your words will be an encouragement to those who hear them. And do not grieve God's Holy Spirit by the way you live. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words, slander, as well as all types of malicious behavior. Instead, be kind to each other, tenderhearted, forgiving of one another, just as God through Christ has forgiven you. <laughs> just how Christ. So if we, when we grieve the Holy Spirit, it's when we operate according to our flesh. Our flesh is going to have us speak foul and abusive language. It's going to make us cut somebody out. Our flesh is not going to allow us to be encouraging. Our flesh is not set on things above. So if we're going to see God's will, we, be, we keep trying to figure out and think it's magic. It's not magic. It's just consenting and yielding ourselves to the Holy Spirit. So when we say thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven, we are inviting God into the situation and how God gets in every situation in our lives is us surrendering to the Holy Spirit. We got to do the work, y'all. We got to put the word in act. We got to make sure the word is active. We got to put the word in action. We got to spend more time in the word so that we understand every message. Everything we learn ain't going to be about a good feel good message. At the promises, seek ye first, Matthew 6, if, if we can learn, come on, Holy Spirit, if I can teach you how to seek the kingdom, all the things that you've been looking for will add unto you. That's the word. If I can teach you how to seek the kingdom, that's the assignment. If I can show you how to seek the kingdom, if we can learn how to properly seek kingdom, if we can learn how to so submerge ourselves in the things of God, that, that ain't, that ain't burden. That ain't, that ain't ugly looking. That ain't, we don't have fun. That ain't, we don't live. We, if we can properly learn to seek the kingdom, all the other stuff that we'll be looking for, all of that other stuff we've been, we've been desiring and looking, all that stuff will manifest and happen because kingdom comes first. And with kingdom comes all prosperity, health, wholeness, wisdom, all that other stuff. But that is a life in the spirit. So we are learning to seek the kingdom first. How do I bring thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven? 
How do I learn to bring that into my marriage? How do I learn to bring that into my purpose? How do I learn to bring that into rearing my kids? And it's not just me saying it. It's me living kingdom. It's me thinking kingdom. It's me acting kingdom. It's me submitting to the kingdom. Because if there's a kingdom, there's a king. <laughs> if there's a kingdom, then there is a king. And Jesus is the king. My God. And so if we want to see God's will, right? If we're praying and we want to see God's will on a situation and we want to see God's power on a situation and we want to see a light, a situation change and that it's live and it's active and it's fruitful and we want to manifest our destiny because we're using this word manifest the kingdom been manifesting. We've been manifesting things. We seek kingdom first. Then we got to learn how to seek the kingdom first. We got to learn how to put the kingdom, seek the kingdom for our marriage. We got to learn how to seek the kingdom for rearing our children. We got to learn how to seek the kingdom for purpose. We got to learn how to seek the kingdom for our relationship and how we bring others to Christ. We got to learn how to put kingdom first. That, that's, that's it. We got to learn kingdom first. How do I put kingdom first? It's not. The word of God just told us every time we live according to our flesh. Remember when we went over to scripture in Matthew? And we were reading and it talked about what, what our eyes do. Every time I set my eyes on something that's not of light, every time I take my eyes off Jesus, right? Every time I don't have my eyes set on what works, right? And what's best and what's good and what's lovely and of what's good report, then darkness is going to fill my body. So I got to bring kingdom into my marriage. My God, I got to bring kingdom into my, I don't know who pulling marriage out of me. I don't know who that's for. I don't know what that's about, but I got to seek kingdom in my marriage. I got to put kingdom in my marriage so that I can have a marriage that glorifies and magnifies God. And you can take that and apply everything. The whole problem has been, I've been trying to do a marriage by the flesh and not by the spirit. And that's every relationship, every relationship. Every situation, every circumstance is the kingdom of God at hand in me. Because if the kingdom of God is at hand in me, the power of God will manifest in my life and things are going to begin to click together on all cylinders. And the reason that I know that is go back to this John 10 and 10. The thief comes to kill, steal and destroy. But I came so you can have life and have life, have life. I came so you could have life and have life more abundantly, period. And then that life, when the Holy Spirit is alive, is going to be marked by the fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Because those things produce life. That's it. I hear you, Father. That's it. That's good. That was good to me. I don't know how that was to you, but that was good to me. That was good to me. That, that was good. We are earmarked by living by the spirit in every relationship. And that is not spooky spiritual. That is us making a decision that we're going to let kingdom be first in our relationships, that we're going to let kingdom be first in our spirit, in our purpose. We're going to let kingdom be first everywhere we go. We're going to carry, we carry the kingdom within us. You carry the kingdom within you. And so when you have conflict, come on, Holy Spirit, when you have conflict and struggle internally inside of you, 
right? Remember how Jacob, they, they talk about twins wrestling in the womb. When you have conflict inside of you, it's your spirit and your flesh in conflict with each other. And regard, re, it, 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 who's going to win out or what's going to win out depends on whether or not you let the Holy Spirit, you got two people living on side of you, right? You got two people. The struggle is so real right? But if I kill my flesh, if I die to my flesh, if I I cancel the assignment of my flesh and I rely on the Holy Spirit, then the Holy Spirit that comes forth, right? That comes forth is going to produce life. My God. But whatever comes out, that's not of the Holy Spirit. When the flesh comes out, it produces death. So we got to begin to ask ourselves, this is practical and applicable. We got to begin to ask ourselves, the next de- if, is the next decision that I'm making led by the Holy Spirit? Is the next thing that I'm saying led by the Holy Spirit? Is the next place that I'm going led by the Holy Spirit? Is the next relationship I am in led by the Holy Spirit? And if you are unsure of the Holy Spirit, then wait. <laughs> then pause, then pray, then get the wisdom of the Holy Spirit. Fast. Some of y'all need to fast into position. Fast. Because when you fast it out, you dedicate, you consecrate yourself towards God. It does something so unique inside of you and draws on the spirit instead of drawing on your flesh. That's it. Thank y'all. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Holy Spirit for your lesson this morning. Father God, please forgive us for grieving the Holy Spirit. Please forgive us for grieving you, Holy Spirit. Father God, please forgive us for not seeking kingdom first. My God, this is not, we cannot continue to live our lives by the flesh. We have got to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. The very first way you do that is by accepting Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. You cannot do it without. You got to accept Jesus Christ. It's simple. You acknowledge you're a sinner. Father God, please forgive me for my sins. You acknowledge that you're in need of a savior. Lord Jesus, I need you to become Lord and savior in my life. I need you to come into my heart and take away these sins. Right. And then once you do that, then you, the Holy Spirit, you, that you open to the Holy Spirit and then Holy Spirit, I just receive you by faith. Right. And Jesus will no way cast you out. There's nothing you do. That's what's going to give you the power. That's what's going to give you the capacity to keep breaking, to keep stop walking in these circles, to keep in this way that's been insurmountable and crazy back in the same place. That's what's getting ready to transform your life. The power of the Holy Spirit. I love y'all more than anything. God loves you as well. If in any way. The Lord speaks to you and tells you to partner with this ministry. Will you consider partnering with us? You can go over to the website, LakeishaMJohnson.com. You can do it. You can give your donation there. You can go to Cash App, dollar sign, LMJ Ministry, and give your donation there. I love you so much. More than anything, God loves you. We will be back here in the morning. I feel the power of God this morning. I feel, I'm telling you, I feel the power of God this morning. If we will yield to the Holy Spirit, the power of God will become so active in our life. It will become so active. Some of us were not taught about how important the Holy Spirit is. The power of God will begin to transform when God is in a situation. (laughs) Come on now. 
When God is in a situation, when Jesus is on the scene, it will begin to change the most. Every time Jesus hit the scene, healing took place. Every time Jesus hit the scene, miracles took place. Every time Jesus hit the scene, there were signs and wonders. If we would yield to the Holy Spirit, that brings Jesus into the situation. Do you know how powerful that is? If we would yield to the Holy Spirit, that's what's going to transform our lives. That's what's going to transform our marriage. That's what's going to transform our communities. We just got to invite the Holy Spirit in. I hope you share this devotional today. I hope you do. Please share this devotional. Put it in your groups. This needs to be absolutely everywhere. My prayer is that this spread like wildfire so that the kingdom of God can be represented and present in this earth. We need more kingdom. We need more God. We need more Jesus. My God, we need more kingdom to be absolutely everywhere. I love you. God loves you. I'll see you guys back here in the morning, 5 a.m. Love. Yes. Peace and blessing in Jesus name. Amen. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. If you would like more information about LMJ Ministries, log on to LakeishaMJohnson.com today.